Hello. Welcome back. Good evening. This is Ryan with the Rack Chat Podcast brought to you by Bible Belt Boat Hunting. It's been a long week at work. Finally got a weekend just to de-stress, hang out with the family, uh, chill out a little bit. Did a little archery shoot today. That was real fun. I appreciate the people out in Milford, New Jersey at Farmers Sportsman Club, I guess it is, or Farmers Fish and Game Club. Uh, they put on excellent shoot, uh, great targets, gr- beautiful, beautiful land they had out there, good food. So if you're in the, you know, Pennsylvania, uh, New Jersey area, make your way out to Milford, New Jersey for the farmer shoot. Um, I can't remember if it's a first weekend of the month or they hold two or three a month. I don't know, but it was an excellent shoot. I had a good time. About me. Let's uh, talk about this main guy that I got here. He's uh, He kind of got thrown into the fire with his podcasting thing, and then he just kind of stuck around, and I'm more than grateful for it. So, Mr. TRD himself, Travis Davis. What up, what up, everyone? How was your week, dude? It was uh, very, very long. <laughs> I think everyone might have felt that. But, yeah, it was, it was long, but it's that time of year. It's going to be some long weeks for a while. Just adjusting to it. Getting the mowing stuff up and going? Oh, man, it's it's kicked off, ramping and rolling. Between that, my regular job, being a dad and, and coaching and slash training kids, I, I, my schedule is full. You know, and just life in general happens and things happen and you've got to take care of it. But uh, didn't even did not even get a single chance to touch my bow this week, unfortunately. I had planned to, but didn't happen. <laughs> Yeah, we went out today. We did that archer shoot. Uh, me, Duncan, which is Evan, the guy that was on, uh, I think, like episode eight or nine. Um, his One of his buddies from Milford, around the Milford area of New Jersey. We went out and shot today. It was so fun. I mean, uh, Duncan shot a 236. He said he hasn't touched his bow at all since last season. Um I shot a 251, and Evan shot a 261, and perfect was 300. So I think those three scores right there are great for three guys that haven't touched their bows since January. <laughs> so, yeah, you're going to have to get off get off the couch. <laughs> no, get off that mower for a day or two and start shooting the bow. Dude, I know. I had a buddy text me a little bit ago and was like, hey, you want to you wanna go crappie fishing? After work Tuesday, and I'm like, well, I was like, I would absolutely love to. Let me check the weather and see what day it's not going to rain here because there's a chance every day this week. Um, I'm hoping I can get that done, but, you know, you know how it is. And, I mean, it's it's that time of year, and I'm promoting it, so I've got people texting me like, hey, can you uh, come here? Can you come there? I'm like, yeah, I'll be by there to take a look at it as soon as I can, which is great. I'm not complaining, but it, it's when you've got – hobbies and trying to grow a business it's they sometimes you know the way my bank accounts set up like always you know <laughs> yeah check-ins and a savings well why don't you pay some bills right quick and go ahead and promote your business and your socials man yeah um i'm on facebook at travis davis instagram at uh civart underscore four two three um you can reach out to either one of those um I'll, I'll shoot you my number through a DM way if you're interested in needing any landscape and lawn care done. Uh, any questions, comments, concerns about the podcast, I'll take those as well. If they're stupid, I'll still read it, but we probably won't discuss it. But <laughs> we'll toss it out. Yeah. No, and if people haven't caught on yet, Sivart is just Travis backwards. It is. I'm, I'm not. <laughs> I'm not very original. It was a. Uh, it was a nickname that we, me and a group of friends had from literally probably 10 or 11 years old that we used on the Xbox. And it just kind of stuck, and it's been my username on everything since, yeah, then pretty much. Yeah, my uh, gamer tag's always been Rowdy Rooster. So, I mean, if, if people want to keen that, and, you know, I guess we'll go by it. But for right now, I'm just going to go by Ryan. Well, let's jump into this thing, man. Today, we were going through the course, and 
uh, it all really started with Duncan's jacket. He had an Orvis jacket on. It was a pretty cool looking jacket. But as I was going through, I noticed a whole lot of like bottom line patterns. So we started talking about our favorite camo pattern. And I know, I know people are going to be listening to this and being like, they talk about camo all the time. No, we talk about the way camo, the way these brands work, like keeping you warm, keeping the scent and stuff like that. We never really got into camo patterns. So uh, what's your take on that? Let's hear a hot take on the camo pattern there, Trav. Um, I've touched this a little bit. I know in the first one I did a little bit on it. We talked briefly on the pattern. I, if I want a pattern that I'm going to use multi-species, it's probably going to be bottomland. Um, reason being, it, turkey hunting, jam up. Especially if you go with kind of the more old school bottomland. It's got some more green in it. Um, uh, green leaf, the old green leaf pattern is pretty awesome in turkey season. But it's become, honestly, like bottomland has become a fad now just as much as sick or any of the rest of them have, if we want to be honest. Um, I have it sitting here. We talked about it before show. The Mossy Oak Shadow Branch, and I think it's Shadow something else now, the updated version of it. It's probably my all-time favorite pattern because it's literally bottomland with some tree limbs leaves and sawgrass thrown in there which works great for me and the, the, all the stuff that i typically hunt even for deer and turkey sometimes um i do really like the sick timber pattern uh their waterfowl pattern I, their marsh i think is jam up for guys that are hunting like the midwest and hunting these like hunting fields and pit blinds and stuff like that uh that is like we're not gonna dive too far off in the systems here but like sitka does here we go not they do far off in the weeds yeah like we do all the time chasing these rabbit (laughs) mr rabbit himself (laughs) (laughs) they do a phenomenal job at their their patterns and stuff like the ones they have i don't remember what the name is like a lot of the guys that hunt out west use um, and I know a lot of guys that have m- multiple systems for different hunting, and I think they have way better paying jobs than I do. Um, but as I've talked before, I like some solids. I'll I'll rock solids all day long, even deer hunting. Uh, I've seen a lot of people do it. It's it's kind of a controversial topic there, but <coughs> excuse me. There's there's proof that if you can be still and you're wearing really earth tone color solids that it's going to help i mean it's not going to help but it's not going to hurt you it's going to work the pretty much the same now there's instances of course where yes camo is going to play a big thing i'm not a solids guy turkey hunting the reason being is those things have the eyesight of better than any critter on the face of this earth i'm pretty sure i've seen them bust you and bust other people with the blink of an eye literally um so when I'm when I'm turkey hunting, yeah, I've got full camo, face mask, hat pulled down low. Um, yeah, I'm a bottomland guy. <laughs> I do like old school camo, just kind of for the retro fact of it. Um, I think it's cool. I'll wear it some, but yeah, it's kind of that's kind of my take on it. I'm I'm big on the bottomland. I'm gonna rock some other gear this year. Some sick. Uh, I may go with like I've looked into like some Numa. I know we've touched on them before, and a pattern that i really like and i'm gonna get a few pieces of this year is duck camp camo and they have plenty of just other gear besides just camo and stuff like that but their main one is kind of a digital bottomland it's their most popular and they've got they've got bibs they've got pants jackets shirts um mid layers they've got it all um even casual wear in the pattern and it's it's literally like a kind of new aged bottom land in a sense they've got a couple other patterns that are similar but just kind of a slight different color variation one that looks like it'd be better just for deer hunting and stuff like that <coughs> excuse me i've got allergies like nobody's business today either yeah i think we all do i've been messing with that all all uh all week being well, I was in a bad part of Pennsylvania this week, so. But, What's your yeah. tip? You're, you're a bottom lane guy, too. Yeah, I'm a bottom lane guy. Um, right now, I'm rocking more of like a real tree look. 
Um, looking to get in some bottom land. I always laugh when I think of bottom land because I think of uh, Macy Watkins, yes. the uh, girl from Georgia, avid outdoorsman. Um, she is like the bottom land queen. Like, this girl takes Bottomland to a whole new level. She legit went and got her nails done in Bottomland. Yeah, I've seen her and then I've seen a couple of them, pictures of a couple of girls, you know, that were rocking that at the NWTF and stuff like that, the full yeah. ball. Her and, what, I think it's Maggie Williams, I believe. Yeah, that's the girl from Arkansas, I believe. Yeah. Just, that is a... Like I'll give that girl credit. She kills some ducks now. She's a duck killer. She's not a duck hunter. She is a duck killer. Yeah, it was funny. She was. They were down at the beach or something like that, in the water wearing bottomland camo. So when I think of bottomland, that's what I think of. But no, I, I love. I love the bottomland. I gotta get a couple pieces of it. Well, that's you know, it's it's cool. There's there used to be a brand or a, a sub brand that Mossy Oak had called Mossy Oak Companions. And they did away with it years ago just through some stuff happening to the company. And they've brought it back now. Um, a buddy of mine is obsessed with Bottomland and Greenleaf and stuff. He sent me the link to it when it first came out. I was like, dude, I've seen it. It's it's some cool stuff. It's more of a, like kind of camp wear, casual hunting, fishing, clothing. Like you can wear it hunting, you can wear it around the camp, you know, the town, whatever. And there'll be some solids with some that the older Bottomland mm-hmm. on it. It's pretty cool. It's cool stuff. If anybody wants to look into that, just to throw some pieces in. Um, but that's what I'm saying. Like it's everything. I feel like has become some bit of a fashion show now. I mean, it's you're either you're either the bottomland old school and real tree stuff, which I like the really old original real tree. It's it's similar to bottomland. I think it's cool. I got a couple hats in it. Um, but or you're the I'm gonna spend all the money and wear Sitka because you know if I'm not wearing Sitka in the deer stand the deer's gonna know I'm poor it's not gonna... <laughs> yeah the deer's gonna know how broke you are yeah we were talking about that today too but I think um it's, it's funny because like if you would have asked me about a year ago if I liked Bottomland I would have been like mm, no no I didn't like it and then I just remember seeing this this hoodie just a cheap little hoodie you know like those those companies that get on Facebook and that's all the marketing they have is Facebook. Yeah. They had one catching deers. And um, I was like, oh, I want that hoodie. I want that hoodie. And I was in Bottomland and I was like, that's a really cool design. You know, it's starting to grow on me. So it grew on me a little bit. And now I'm like, okay, I want Bottomland. <laughs> so uh, it's hard to find stuff like that now when you got Sitka and First Light and Numa and all that stuff. They're taking over. So. If you don't follow Catching Deer on social media, anyone like Instagram specifically, they're they're actually a cool company. They they every Sunday, as a matter of fact, will have a Bible verse up. Like they had today, actually, I just pulled it up and it says it's got a picture. They'll have a picture and they have the Bible Bible verse over it and it says, "As the Father has compassion on His children, so the Lord has compassion." on those who fear him psalms 103 13 um and they've got the guy and i'm blanking out now that runs it who does the uh the funny videos that i'm sure everyone has seen the dude wearing like an old bottom land or real tree shirt and like the blonde mullet wig <laughs> <laughs> like that is actually the guy who runs it like it's, it's a, they're a cool little company yeah i like companies like that they you know they they serve for a purpose so, but yeah, I'm a, I'm a bottom line. I don't have much to say about it, but we were just talking about it today. You know, not basing it off of not like functionality, but like if you could take your favorite functioning brand and customize your camo, what are you going to pick? And me and Duncan both said bottom land. And then I believe Evan s- said something. I don't remember it was bottom land. So screw that guy. Um, <laughs> So. Loser, what a L seven weenie. No, I mean that's yeah. I, like I said, my favorite pattern is that shadow branch, but it's it's so hard to find, and I think they kind of discontinued it for a few years, and they've come back now with shadow branch something or shadow something. I don't know exactly. It's still not in very many things. Like I know Drake sells some stuff, and 
a few other companies uh like sheen is a new company out that in the waterfowl spectrum is trying to compete with sitka but they're all bottom land isn't they're like women's clothing pretty much it may be it's spelled this one is spelled c-h-e-n-e and uh like literally it's if you if you set a pair of their waders up and set a pair of sitka waders up they're very similar design there's a little bit different boot design but they're i think last time i looked right after season or during season (coughs) excuse me was if you bought a pair of sitka you were paying nine hundred and ninety eight dollars or nine hundred and eighty nine something like that and the sheen or shin whatever it is was one thousand uh, $98. So you're spending a hundred dollars more on it. And it's every, and they've got like jackets and stuff too. This was their first official year. Um, and their stuff, it's all bottom land or, you know, mossy oak stuff that is good quality or seems to be good quality, but they're trying to keep it in those patterns and kind of a more traditional route, but with quality function, of course, you know. So it's basically Sika and First Light with the real tree bottom uh, bottomland stuff. So, yeah. Yeah. yeah I'm I'm tell you what, I, I'm impressed by the brand that I'm rocking. And I'm gonna give them a plug right quick because people are gonna think that I'm crazy. But believe it or not, I rock habit. Dude, they've got some nice stuff. Like it's it gets like twenty degrees here. Like I remember last year, last season, the lowest I was out in was like 17, and I was warm. I was fine. I had a habit uh, jacket. I got the habit sweater that I wear underneath the jacket. I put the first light on <clears throat> over the sweater in between the jacket and the sweaters to hold all the heat in. And then my I got habit pants that I just got for my birthday that. I'm excited to rock. I almost wore them out today, but Listen, they're insulated and it was 55 degrees. So there is, I don't know. I had one when I was in hospital. And I didn't buy it, fellas. I bought it. I don't know if I bought it at a yard sale or somebody my dad knew had it from their kid or something. I bought it. It was a bit now, but it was a one of those. Cabela still makes them actually. It's this funky camo pattern it's kind of like a like a gray like tan and like sage green color kind of blocky pattern on it but it's like a thick wool like a rough outer wool and like thick wool liner of it those mugs are warm as all get out like i mean you're you're about sweating it's got to be cold snowing everything else to wear but i think i ended up giving it to a kid i knew because i outgrew it when i got older but they still sell it. Like I seen it online one day, I was just scrolling through and they still sell it. And I've still seen people like that hunt in like really, really cold climates wearing some of this stuff. And it, there's something to be said about it. You see these old timers rocking it and they're, they're fine. Like they're plumb old out there still wearing this stuff. Speaking of old timers, I want to take a second. Um, my, I got, had a good buddy of mine, Jason. He's a groomsman, of my, my bachelor or yeah, he's a groomsman in my party. Um, just, I call him my Pennsylvania best friend. This dude is a phenomenal guy. His grandfather just passed away, um, last Sunday. And man, the stamp that this dude, that pop, they called him. It wasn't just Jason called him pop and the family called him pop. Everybody that knew him called him pop, uh, Kenneth beer. And if you're in my area, you've probably heard of uh, Ken Jan Farms. That's uh, that's Pop. Um, and I went to the funeral um, yesterday, and the the outreach and footprint this dude had on the community was insane. And I spoke to Jason last night, and we were talking about him hunting and stuff, and just how he grew up hunting with him, and. Uh, I hope he doesn't get mad at me for sharing this, but uh, Jason said he was grateful this year that after a six-year hiatus, seven-year hiatus of hunting, he killed his buck, and I was with him when he did it, 
the first person he got to run to or wanted to run to to show his buck was Pop. So um, if everybody that's listening, just keep your thoughts and prayers out for the Beer family as they start their first week without Pop here. Uh, he's watching over over top of them, keeping them happy and uh, healthy. He knows, uh, I think the family knows that Pop was ready to go home and uh, he said it, he was ready to go home and be with Jesus. Uh, dude lived to be 92 years old and was still getting around and had a great life. Um, touched a lot of souls. You know, brought, I'm sure he brought some people to Jesus. Uh, hardworking man. So just keep your keep your thoughts and prayers out for the Beer family. Uh, I just wanted to bring that up since you said the, the old heads because the story he was telling me is they would put on the drives and stuff like that and he would just lean up against his truck with a shotgun with no expectation of killing anything. He was out there letting the kids do it. So well, This is, you know, touching on it. We didn't have notes and I don't want to spend a whole lot of time on it because we've got stuff to discuss. But like, what what is your take on, I think we've discussed slightly on this, like, it's hit me in the past year or two, you know, in just my age and having a child and everything there's something i think is lost nowadays and there's not as many older heads still doing this still in hunting fishing whatever any outdoor activity they've they've kind of retired it and kids may their kids or grandkids may not have even been interested in it so we're not getting the generations that are passing us down, you know, kind of the way we, you know, like me and True talked about it. We've had it, you know, me and Evan talked about it that day. You know, you were on the other side of that, but it's hit me to the point. It's like, you know, I've got to, I, I'm still relatively young. I'm 29. I'll be 30 next year, but it's like, I've got a kid. I'm teaching her to fish now. I'm, I'll take her on some kind of hunt this year, whether it's squirrel hunt or something, just to get, kind of get her out there in the woods. But it's, I find joy in that, man. Like I've been there where we've took, you know, some people that's never got to go hunting. And to me, that's that's kind of, it's it's different. When I was younger, I didn't really care. It's like, you know, it's like, oh, you don't know what you're doing. Okay, we'll, we'll, we'll take you, we'll show you, you know, but we're not taking you to our best spot. You know, I still don't think that, you know, you just need to bring anybody and everybody into your, your honey holes or nothing like that. But especially kids, man, like people, if you've got the opportunity to take a kid out and introduce them to this, that they may not have the opportunity. So their family's not into this, their parents are not into hunting, like, Take that opportunity. Mm-hmm. One, you may keep this kid out of trouble. Two, you may introduce him to something that changes their life. Like that, not to go too profound into that, but like it, it really may. Like they may fall head over heels for this and make it their life. They may end up having a great career in the hunting industry, fishing industry, any of that, just outdoor in general. Like it's something to really think about that I feel is kind of lost. I think there's a lot of people coming around, like we touched last week on on hunting now and it just be being more of a self-sustaining way to live but but i I just remember back in the day when i was in high school and i was hunting and i had a little piece out towards like decatur meigs county area that i was hunting on with a buddy of mine and you would pull into the shop the shortstop oh the shortstop um you'd pull in and there would be Old men in there drinking coffee, basically telling you, yeah, I'll let you go ahead and get a you know, two-hour head start on me. I'll get out in the stand about 30 minutes, 45 minutes after daylight. And they're dressed in their flannel and blue jeans, smoking cigarettes while we're over here and decked out in camo. Probably not yeah. to get in there to get any smell on you. Exactly. So you're just like... That is... Yeah. And that, that place especially, like I miss the... You know, I feel there's something. Well, I think we've touched on this maybe either on the podcast or just talking. Like, I kind of miss the the days of when you killed a deer, you took it to a check-in station. Oh, yeah. yeah. The the check-in at Dano online, man. No, take it to a check-in station. Man, and it was, the short stop was, I know there was one up in the north end of the county, but we were always closer and hunting closer to the short stop. And there was nothing more, like, there's a country Miranda Lambert, Miranda Lambert. If I could talk tonight, <laughs> everyone dies famous in a small town, you know. And regardless of me living there or not, and the jokes I make about living there and stuff, like I was from there. But there's nothing better. It didn't matter if you killed a doe that 
still had spots on it and milk on its lips or you just killed the biggest buck of a lifetime like you pulled in there and it didn't matter if it was 9 a.m or 9 p.m when you rolled in there there was going to be five or six old heads in there and probably by the time that you started checking it out there's going to be five or six more people pulling up just to look at it and as a kid you thought you were like the stuff like and those old heads always made you feel good about it there might be one or two that might bust you on it in a joking manner and be like, oh, heck, boy, like, you probably threw that thing over your shoulder and carried it out. Why didn't you shoot his mama while you was at it? There's still milk on his lips, mm-hmm. you know? Give you a pat on the back and tell you good job. And there's something I think is that, you know? I see. I, I miss, That's the one thing I miss about being in the South. Um, and granted, I don't ever, they don't have parties here, so it's, it's a shame. <laughs> um... I actually want to start a petition to get a Hardee's here, but Carl's I, Jr. Uh, no, don't have none of that around here. Nope. So, okay. yep. <laughs> Everything's on a bagel. On a bagel. I mean, hey, I'll I'll tear some bagels up now. I love. I listen. I love a bagel, but I was just telling somebody the other day, there ain't nothing but a Calfee's biscuit. Oh man, that. Or, listen, anybody listen to this? It's in in or around Cleveland. I'm gonna change your life right here if you never had it. If you're hungry and it's breakfast time, go to Cleveland. There's a tiny little joint right across the street from the Village Green where uh, Oh Yeah Fitness Place is. Oh, don't know. No. Don't know. That place. No. No. A chicken biscuit and gravy from that place is to die for. No. With Mike Dawson for some of that. Like, no. I'm going to morning now just talking about that. No. Um, you're talking about the chef. Yes, I'm talking N- about No. Their lunch? Lunch? Terrible. Don't go for lunch. It's it's mediocre, little greasy. Trav, Trav, let me stop you. Just let me stop you. You want a good breakfast? Wake up a little bit earlier and go to the restaurant my cousin owns and go to the Rebel. Dude, I've had it, too. I grew up, I've ate the Rebel. They've got good food, too, but I'm just telling you, man, that chef... Chicken biscuit and gravy. No, if I'm gonna if I'm gonna go give somebody my money, I'm gonna go to the Rebel or I'm going to Calfee's. I, you couldn't catch me at the Chef. I hated the Chef. Everybody loved the Chef. I just I, I was not a fan. But I mean, it, go try it. I'm not telling you that it's disgusting. Well, I am telling you it's disgusting. But I <laughs> to each their own. <laughs> I'm not. I can't I mean, stand it. If you're going to hunt or something like that, like I feel as if either before or after the hunt, you need to be stopping at some little country hole in the wall gas station that serves breakfast and getting some biscuit. Now, if it's after the hunt, that thing may have been there since 5:30 that morning. The biscuit <laughs> feels crunchy, but hey, it's still gonna slap when you're cold and hungry. Yeah. So I mean, I, like I was saying, I, what I miss about Cleveland is walking into Hardee's. My mom worked at Hardee's for you know, like basically my whole high school career, um, and I would go in there around six, six thirty before I was going to hit the gym, and there would be old heads in there, and I'd just sit down and talk with them, and the stories you hear, dude, they're phenomenal. Like, and that's what you know. It doesn't hold any weight to us. So, but it's stories that still need to be passed down. Yeah, take the time. Like, if you're ever in there early in the morning, and I don't care anybody in the South listening to this, like Cleveland, Megs, McMahon, any Hardee's you go into, you can pick just about five, six days a week you go in there, and there's going to be a group, and it's going to be the same old men sitting over there. And they're all going to be wearing veteran hats. Yes, they're going to be sitting there drinking their coffee, eating their sausage biscuit or bacon, egg, and cheese, the same thing they get every day, and they're going to sit there, they're going to shoot the bull for a few hours, and they're going to leave. And, you know, if you go a couple times and say something to them a few times, they're not bad guys. Like, you'll, you'll get some funny stories out of them. Like, I've known several of them. Like, I sat down one morning. We didn't even end up going hunting the spot we were going to have. Something fell through, and I was like, forget it. Let's go to Hardy's. Let's get a biscuit. And it was actually the one in Polk County. And I sat there for an hour and a half with these old men just – shooting the breeze man and just listen to their conversations and they're hilarious you know if you're a very politically correct um easily offended human being i wouldn't suggest doing that (laughs) (laughs) but you know it's they're good folks and there's a lot of good stories and if you've got anyone around you especially in it's hunted 
or fished or anything like that and you get the chance just to pick their brain then i would suggest doing that it's they're gonna make you feel dumb yeah man because they're the ones that are be like yeah you do bow hunting now yeah i remember when that became a thing uh me and johnny over here uh yeah you see that idiot sitting over he took and uh he bought one uh, one of them just string and stick things and we went back up here in the mountain hiked 12 miles back there he shot a big old buck and uh we just watched the arrow fly off the side of it so then i pulled my gun out and shot it and drug it out you know something like that is what mm-hmm. you're doing guys i mean it's just and and everything was harder and we've got it so much easier oh yeah but they had to walk to work uphill five miles both ways and you know some somehow their walk to work or school was five miles and their walk home was the same same route but it turned into 12 miles <laughs> so yeah yeah we all, we always got it easier but but uh that kind of takes me into this next topic we're going to talk about because the rules have changed a lot um since them old heads were hunting and now we're having to draw a line between legal and ethical then that's a very thin line because back in the day these old heads were riding around with rifles in their trucks and they seen a deer on the side of the road it was just pull over put it in park step out boom and deer was dead now we do that we get five yard five year license suspension five thousand dollar fine you know you can't have any assistance with uh hunting vehicle assistance and i mean that i'm not saying people don't do that but you know these guys used to go just driving driving into work just, you know put one in the shoulder of a of a buck throw it in the back all day take it home cut it up yeah it's so that line between ethical and legal where do you yeah. draw it it's it, it's a fine line on a lot of stuff dude and i can touch when we talked about this earlier like you can it with i don't know it's one of those things where yeah it's legal but is it right i mean it's and we'll touch on like i'll touch on waterfowl like one of the things is you know it's you can if you're riding down the river and let me get, try to get this straight and word it right if you're in a boat the motor's on you're riding down the river and you ride up close to like a raft of ducks or geese if you shut the motor off no you're literally slowing down only being propelled by the boat itself at that point you can technically still shoot the duck slash goose whatever you want to call it but motor on whether it's trolling motor outboard whatever illegal and used to i'd have been like yeah just roll up in there cut the motor and start blasting you know and i don't know if it's the older i've gotten and the more legalistical things and having multiple friends that i hunt with that are now game wardens um hopefully they're not listening <laughs> yeah i know i mean no, they know the past thing. I mean, but still, <laughs> they the laws too now because I try to be more of a sportsman than just you know. But still, it's like, is that really? I mean, are, is there really much sport to that? You know, and then you've got other stuff. We can't bait here. Like you can, yeah, we can't either. Yeah, you can you can make the food plot and stuff like that, and you can put food out before season and stuff like that. But you have one. I mean, one of the little yellow acorns on the ground, and you get caught. You're screwed. Um, but there's other states that you can bait them, like Georgia. Um, I'm pretty sure South Georgia, you can bait deer. North Georgia, it's all of Georgia. You can, you can hunt You can hunt over corn now. Yeah. I knew South Georgia. I couldn't remember North Georgia. It's like, is it wrong? I don't know. That's a, that's a you question. Would I do it? I don't know. I'm not if it was legal, it. yeah. It's I legal. would. And that's kind of the thing there. Um as far as like road hunting jumping out of the truck stuff like that you know it's i don't know it's it's a it's a fine line there because i'm pretty sure as long as you're trying to remember because i know somebody that got in trouble for it that was driving back roads 
stopped, got out, walked off, had permission to hunt the property, walked off the road so far, shot a deer, drug it back up. Somebody seen it, caught in, you know, some trouble. I don't remember the exact law. I don't have them look to look at right now um, on that. Now, is that right or wrong? I don't know if I would do it nowadays being who I am and trying to be a sportsman and everything else and the and especially I don't care who you are I don't care if you're nobody with two followers on social media if you post a picture of an animal it can be seen by anyone so anyone listening to this young old I don't care who you are if you do something illegal to harvest an animal and you post it online it will be seen mm-hmm uh, me and with, Jason were going out one time. I'm sorry, I didn't mean to cut no, you off. Go ahead, Trap. No, no, you're good. Go ahead. I mean, that's, that was pretty much it. I'm just saying, you know, watch your beat. Even if you do it legal, like if you, even if you do everything by the book, there's going to be somebody see it. There's going to be somebody scrutinize it. And let's say you're killing a lot of deer, a lot of ducks or something like that. There's going to be somebody who's mad that you're killing it. And They're going to look for a way to get you to stop killing yeah. it all. Yeah. <laughs> They're going to throw some bug in somebody's ear to tell somebody that matters that, hey, you might want to look into this, well, this, these old boys or this old boy. Like, you know, he's he's killing and we ain't, you know, kind of deal. You know, and that's not right, but there's people out there like that. But anyway. So me and Jason were going to a spot one time, and uh, it was after he killed his buck already. He was going to hunt with me to film some for me if I got something. But um, I pulled off one road and I was turning on another and I look off to the right and I mean there was a mammoth deer there mammoth buck probably the biggest buck I had seen with my own two eyes that season I mean it was huge it was had to be eight to ten um and I'm like it's 5 30 in the morning dark and and I kind of cut the wheel hit the high beams it's looking back at me and dude, it took everything I had not to get out of get out of my truck, grab my bow, and sling an arrow at it. But I was like, I, I, can't, I can't. I mean, that that goes to like there's we've talked about before. There's a pond in town. I know you know where it's at. They mm-hmm. cut, like, like as a waterfowl hunter, it'll kill you when you go hunt the entire weekend, kill a couple, barely hardly see any birds, and you drive to a pond in the middle of the city, and there is. 25 or 30 mallards sitting on this pond 50 geese and you look over there and five or ten of these geese are banded which to be honest with you were probably banded five miles from one of the places you were just hunting but still and then you'll sporadically see like some crazy duck that's not even supposed to be around here sitting on this pond and it's in the middle of the city and the guy that owns the property hates them like he absolutely despises them because there's so many of them now. Like I had a guy where he was like, man, won't you let me come kill these things? Like kill every one of them. I hate them. You can't. And it's kind of one of those things like it's not illegal to kill. Technically, technically, there's some legalistic things of why you should not do this um, to kill one with a bow. I don't, it's not technically illegal to kill it with a bow, but once again, and we had the conversation with a game warden. It's like, well, what's the deal? You know, in the middle of city limits, he's in the game warden literally looked the guy in the face and said, listen, he's like, if you have permission from the landowner to kill him, technically you can kill him. And this dude's eyes like lit up and he's like, but I'm telling you not to go kill them. He's like, because of the hassle and the everything you're going to go through for doing that he's like well can i take a pellet rifle over there he's like no you're still in the city limits so you're still gonna have to deal with the city ordinance as well and it's you know kind of one of those deals and it's disheartening you know and then you'll and kind of like you're talking about seeing a big deer you know it's going to cross anybody i don't care how good of a sportsman you are if you're driving down some road somewhere in the middle of the night and you turn a corner and look and you stop and turn your high beams on and there's Bowwinkle standing out there with a drop tine and, you know, looks like a mini elk standing there, like, you're, you're, you're going to, the thought is going to cross your mind to be like, let me just hop out right quick and, you know, blast this. Nobody's going to know. But then again, you're like, no, everyone's going to know. Mm-hmm. So that's that's what I was talking about, that line of ethical and legal, you know. And it's, it's, it's what, sorry, I'm not trying to cut you. It's like good. you're it's where does your ethics lie 
on the legal scale. And I think the legal system with hunting in a lot of aspects is, you know, man, I don't know what I'm trying to get with this, but it's like, can you sleep at night on that one? Are you going to be able to be proud when you're showing that thing off to know that you poached it? And that goes back to the typical thing that we've said before. And I don't mean this in a derogatory term, but by no means, but like the Bubba hunters, that's what are like the redneck hunters, like where you, um, the guys riding around road hunting, especially in like one of my friends that I hunt with all the time, he's a game warden in uh, Bledsoe. And he's like the only one in the county. And like, they, that is a huge problem there is road hunting, poaching, shooting deer at night and stuff like that. And he took a trip, uh, last year i wasn't with him but they went out west uh, um duck hunting and stuff and he got a call in the blind and somebody had witnessed one get shot and he's like those jokers literally know i'm gone and they're gonna go crazy this weekend he's like and i can't do anything about it right this excuse me right this second and and it's a problem in that it really is and that's the reason and it's i get it because you're gonna see deer nocturnal like you're especially like late summer months you'll see big deer at night like I've, I've witnessed it close to my house and stuff like that and if you've got people that are let's say this deer is traveling between two people's farms and they've got good food plots they're trying to manage it to kill this deer they, they probably got pictures of this deer and they may have pictures say it's like mid late august it's in velvet they're like this is already this may be their target buck and this deer's hopping, going from this farm to this farm in the middle of the night, and old George rolling down the road with a case of bush light, and got his, you know, 30 all six sitting beside him, and comes around that corner, sees him, he flips the high beams on, throws it out the window, and blasts him, you know. Then there goes everybody's trophy buck that they're going for for the year. So what do you think? Say you're getting out of the blind, mm-hmm. you're getting out of the tree stand in the morning, you're going home and say say you got a rifle with you. I, I don't rifle hunt, but say you got a rifle with you. And you see a monster behemoth buck just sitting in the middle of the road. You pulling up on it and getting out of your car, shutting the car off, stepping away from the car, blasting it, or are you just letting it walk? It's in season, in the middle of the road. You blasting it or what? Is it on the property I have the right to hunt? Or is it on known property? Yeah, on the property you got to hunt. Mm. How big is There you go. You got the legal side of it, your prop. You've got the deer there. How how big is the deer? Yeah. (laughs) Are we talking like. I ain't killed nothing all year. It's the last week of December. It's a four-point standing out there. You know, I mean, I'm going to think about it then, too. If it's... I'm talking opening day 10-point. Oh, God. Why why you got to do <laughs> Who's listening? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I'm kidding. Um, if it's my property that I've got the right to hunt, if it's still on the property with a rifle and I know I can kill it yeah probably because I mean it's legal you're not in the car it's legal out of the car I mean I I don't I don't necessarily see anything wrong with that and I know that there's and this and I think for your region my region stuff like that it's it's kind of different we touch on I, I would love to get somebody on here that hunts like mule deer and elk out west to really get you know, because I, I listen to stuff about it, but I've seen videos like these guys will ride and scout out west. And like, I know for waterfowl, like you can just ride, scout, find these fields, get permission to hunt, set up in there the next day, boom. Um, but for like like pronghorn, mule deer, stuff like that, I watched a video today, the other day where these guys were hunting and they're riding down through there. They've got permission to hunt these property or it's public or something. I'm trying to remember exactly what it was. And like they just stop, bail out, scoping these deer, see where they're going, park the truck on the side of the road, grab their gear, and they cut them off. And, and they killed a great mule. And it's like, yeah, it's, you know, I mean, it's, it's a similar scenario to what you're talking about, but it's like, 
and it's legal. There's nothing illegal about what they're doing. They were riding and scouting. They got their gear. They got out and stalked, spot and stalked and killed one. You know, I know. It's, I know in Pennsylvania it is legal. It is illegal to have the assistance of a motor vehicle. Yeah. So, um, I, I don't know. That that's a tough subject. If it's if it's in my if it's in my land, if I can somehow finagle my way off to the side of the road into the property and without getting busted by the by the the deer and it taking off on me, I'd probably do it. It's legal. Yeah, I mean I wanna know let's 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 say here. We're we're gonna push the envelope here. I'm gonna play devil's avocado here. Let's let's say um, <laughs> it's an avocado. Thanks. Let's say uh, you're you're hunting and you've got a big spot. Let's say that you're getting older. You don't want to walk in there. You don't have the money for a side by side. But you've got a you've got your old farm truck out here, and the windows don't roll up on it. And you go to the Walmart and buy five or six rattle cans and paint this son of a gun camo. And you drive it out to your said spot and you turn the keys off, put the keys in your bag and you set in it as if it is a stand. What, what, or, or, I mean, is this legal? Let's say you park it out there and it doesn't run. You pull it out there and you just get in it and sit. And how, how, I mean, what's, cause I've seen this be done like people have an abandoned vehicle in the field first off that's impressive yes like i'm not gonna say who when where how i've seen it done i was not a part of it i've just seen it okay like but you know it's is it right is it wrong i mean i'm probably not gonna do it i might joke about it but you know i'm gonna say it's illegal i'm gonna say there's gonna find some loophole to call it illegal and they're, they're gonna call it unethical killing of an animal or some mess along those lines but you know that's not I don't know I don't know how I, how I feel about that because you're not especially if it's just parked there like if you're walking to it especially you know I mean I mean I believe that if it's private property I, I guess that'd be legal you know I mean it's yeah because I, I I've heard of people having mobile blinds they've had them in the back of the truck Mm-hmm. And they'll go park it on the edge of the wood line and go sit, you know, hop out of the cab and go get in the bed. And it's literally a little blind in the bed of the truck. Yeah. But, I mean, people made the joke to me a couple of years ago with one of my trucks I had. It had a snorkel on it and a soft topper camper shell in the back. And everybody would be like, heck, man, you just take that thing hunt and drive it off in the swamp and flip the side of that up. And you, got, you can duck hunt out of the back of it. And I'm like, you know, I mean... That's not a bad idea. Not wrong. Let me just throw some cedars on the side of this thing and blend it in a little bit. You know, we <laughs> we working here. You know, we might we might have something going here, but you know, I never did, of course. No, but um, I don't know. I mean, I bet some old timers may or may not have done that. I'm sure they have. Oh, absolutely. I mean, I've never... there's been some old timers go out there and just lean on the hood of their truck and wait for a deer to walk out in the middle of the field. Boom, there it is. Go pull up to it, throw it in the back, and then take off with it. Now, you asked me opening day, 10 points standing out there. What am I going to do? If it's like end of the season, 10 points standing out there, I may throw the rifle on the tailgate with the truck off at that point. I mean, <laughs> you know, we'll just we'll just say he walked under the stick. No, I'm kidding. But uh, So anyways, I started blasting. <laughs> yeah, I started blasting. <laughs> but, um, yeah, man, I, I think the between ethical and legal is a very thin one. Um, I, you're walking on eggshells when you get to that point because um, you're, you're technically in the right but you're technically in the wrong in the eyes of the law and I think that the eyes of the law are more important than the eyes of the civilian so I'm going to go ahead and say that if you're listening and you're you're taking this topic to heart guidelines like we've always said I'm not even going to tell you what to do I'm just going to tell you what look up your local state laws because 
I don't want to be used as a reference in court. Well, Ryan and Travis from the Rack Chat podcast said I could do that. Nope. Yeah, and then like the the muley freak guy that we talked about last week, and we're going to be targeted, and before we we're going to be infamous before we're famous. I mean. Exactly, exactly. But that guy, I, I don't see. I talk to people. I don't see how you can just. Well, if my thumb at a hundred yards. I don't know what just happened, guys. Uh, for some reason, the podcast just quit podcasting. Um, China. China. China had a part of it. But um, anyways, uh, yeah, we were just sitting here talking, and we just heard the podcast end, and we got on FaceTime, talked about it for a second, and then decided to start over. I'm going to have to figure out how to add this to that to that podcast. But we'll get it done. We're towards the end of it anyway, but I was just saying that um, – I would hate to be summoned to court on the account of, well, Ryan and Travis from Rack Chat Podcast told me I'm allowed to do this, and you know, and I'm gonna get in court and be like, I never said anything, but check your local laws and regulations. Um, All I said was I got a chickens and a savings, and <laughs> they're about both about to be drained because of this guy. <laughs> Yeah, you know, we're going to put my lawyer fees. If you win, yeah. or whether you win or lose, you're paying my lawyer fees. For sure. So, but uh, yeah, I mean, I guess that's something we can wrap up on. That'd be fine. Um, Trav, do you have a Bible verse that you want to? I know you shared one earlier, but I can share one if you don't have one ready. Yeah, go ahead and share one, man. Busy. I need. I meant to grab one and just trying to get everything done with the little one before we hopped on here. I didn't grab my Bible when I came out here. Yeah, so, okay, today's <clears throat> daily refresh from the Bible app. I'm sorry, hold on a second, allergies. <clears throat> it says, they took palm branches and went out to meet him, shouting, Hosanna. Blessed is who comes to the Lord, to the name of the Lord. Blessed is the King of Israel. And I'm sorry if that sounded really rough. I went to Tennessee Public School, and uh, I don't math too good. So, um, but yeah, there's your daily Bible verse. Um, Shrav, do you want to take the prayer? Um, sure. Anybody listen, take your hat off, please. Um, Lord, I just want to come to you today, say thank you for letting me and Ryan get on here and talk about all these topics people enjoy, but also bringing light to you, Lord, um, letting them glorify you, um, help anyone this week that may be struggling and, uh, ask these things in your name amen amen well that's gonna wrap up episode 12 make sure that you go on uh travis's website or travis's facebook hit him up for your yard stuff your landscaping your hardscaping make sure you're reaching out to bible belt bow hunting on facebook and rack chat podcast on tiktok we just uploaded another one it was some footage of today's archery shoot uh i will be getting more footage out there so um yeah, y'all have a blessed week, and we're you know one week closer to hunting season. So, uh, up, up sorry if you're in Pennsylvania, Saturday was the opener of trout season. So if you're going out trout hunting this season, good luck. Uh, but turkey season's opening up at the end of the month, so you're gonna hear some chitty chitty bang bang. I uh, hope it doesn't scare your fish. But <laughs> so yeah, everybody have a blast. Ting. Uh, uh, have a blessed week and we will be back next Sunday to record next Monday to publish. We'll see you. Peace out.